0: Welcome to the City Life Lansing Podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Like every second you turn on the news, promoting fear, Check this headline, what would it look like? What would it look like if we looked at God's letters, God's love, read it through a different a different perspective. 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 not writing to humanity to scare humanity. He's writing to humanity to free humanity. He has a love letter. He has not given us the spirit of fear. He has given us the spirit of a powerful sound. Hey, thanks for tuning in to City Life. We're continuing the series, The Last Days, A Love Letter to Humanity. Today's titled, Jesus Is Close. In order for Jesus to be close, that means he got close. And my prayer today would be that we get close to what's going on in our nation, specifically with the outcry, for systemic racism to change and for us to lean in in a way as Jesus followers that we're called higher than the authorities nationally, higher than the authorities, we're called as ambassadors for Christ. Ambassadors meaning that we represent heaven with a message that mankind can be reconciled to God and that justice can take place, that mankind can be reconciled to each other. We believe for sure the issue is always sin. But we want to deal with all the issues that are plaguing us. So when we're talking about understanding what's going on in our nation, highlighted with one case right now that we'll talk about in City Life, which is George Floyd, that that's not an, an incident, but it is a repetitive Display of roots that show that there needs to be change, that equality needs to happen, opportunity needs to happen, access needs to happen. And the first thing I want us to do is understand we have to be aware that there is a gap. You can't close the gap if we don't understand there is a gap. So today we'll hear from Ronald who's on the drum set but he'll be sharing what it's like to be an African-American male in in society and that will help us relate so we don't just see a face or see an incident and of course we're outraged no one no one should be happy with seeing a eclipse cl- that we see or n- doesn't mean that that as as a church we're saying that violent protests should happen. Absolutely not. And it doesn't mean that if we're talking about this issue today that we don't, we aren't for life or we aren't for other issues that are going on in the world. We for sure care. But if this is one of the things that is crucial to restoration and reconciliation in this country and specifically so that we can show the kingdom of heaven, then by all means, we better lean in. By all means. Psalm 34, 18, it says this, that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. If Jesus is close to those who feel broken, then by all means, we better get close as well. Remembering that our job description in second Corinthians chapter five, verse 16, it says this from now on, then we do not know anyone from a worldly perspective, even if we have known Christ from a worldly perspective yet now we no longer know him in this way. So we're giving that up. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away and see the new has come. Everything is from God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ. That's the word reconcile. Reconcile addresses that there's something broken that needs to be restored. And has given us the ministry of reconciliation that is in Christ. God was reconciling the world to himself not counting their trespasses against them as he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making this appeal through us, we plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Jesus, he was made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us so that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. Why in the world do we care if people are reconciled to God? Because all people are property of God. Everyone is made in the image of God. Genesis one twenty seven. let us make man in our image. We are made in the image the Imago Dei, the fingerprints, the property, the we are godlike, made in the image of God. So if one of us hurts, we all hurt. And we're going to lean in to an issue of racism, systemic inequality. And have you ever wondered for a moment, why are so many superheroes, the main persons white? How come most people in power are white? it goes back a very long time so we got to go back to go forward sometimes the movie black panther bob eiger ceo of, or president or whatever of disney at the time now there's a regime being passed but he talks about in his book that black panther took so long to convince investors internationally because it was primarily it it's a black film And they didn't think it would do well because of the racial bias that the not only nation has, but the world has. And the film did great. Film did awesome. But that's a perfect example of how change needs to take place. There's still a lot of change that needs to take place. And the first place we start is being aware, being aware that there is a gap. We're going to show a clip by propaganda. And it talks, he just does a great job of talking about our nation that will feel uncomfortable to some of us. And you don't have to pick a side, so to say. The side should be people. It doesn't mean you voted this way or that way or you're against the flag if you kneeled or you're against a troop that gave their life. Look, we can be present in the mess with people because Jesus is near to the brokenhearted. We are ambassadors of heaven. And we're going to look at John chapter 4 when Jesus got close to a woman and he was okay with being associated with her and she was for sure an outcast. She had everything against her, going against her. In John chapter 4, Jesus is at a well. There's a woman who's going to draw water from a well and she's a Samaritan. Women are second tier citizens in ancient biblical days and Still too often today. And Jesus is talking to her, associating with her, ministering to her, and he's close to her. And then the disciples, they're seeing this Samaritan interaction. They're wondering, what is a man doing talking to her? What's a Jew doing talking to her? And what's somebody ministering doing talking to her? Don't be associated with those people. Then the disciples arrived and they were amazed that he was talking to a woman. Yet no one said, what do you want? Why are you talking with her? The message puts it this way. Then his disciples came back. They were shocked. They couldn't believe he was talking with that kind of woman. No one said what they were all thinking, but their faces showed it. They showed their bias they were prejudice in order for us to even understand. Is there a difference between being racist, prejudice? Where do these issues start from? We're continuing to learn. We need to hear from people that have felt marginalized all the time. Then our ministry of reconciliation becomes a little brighter and better because we understand what our fellow mankind is dealing with, what they're up against. So friend, this isn't a message where it's like, okay, we're gonna go do one, two, three, here's your action items. This is a message where we see that there's an issue. There's an issue of racism that continues to manifest in our country. There's an issue of police brutality that's gone on too long. There's an issue of inequality for opportunity. And for our African-American brothers and sisters in the faith, but anyone, we're gonna fight for them, with them, And we first do that by seeking understanding. Here's a clip with Ron and I, the drummer at City Life. You might know him as, you might know him as IT blogger. You might know him as uh, husband to Jenny. You might know him as father of amazing children. You might know him in all different types of ways. Preacher when he, you know, he's preached, held it down at City Life. But I was so grateful that he said yes to just share his experience for us to make it a little bit more personal. So you might not, you know, you you might, might not have ever even had these conversations and it's okay. I want to invite all of us into this space so we can all learn a little bit more. Ron, thank you so much for being so agile. I just called you a little bit ago because I asked if you'd be willing to share of how this is impacting you, a story that you've shared with me of how you've been attacked in life verbally and even just the whole just trauma that comes with that and being a leader of your household and your family. And, and, and I think it's really important for City Life and people watching this to realize like, okay, people know Ron, they know him as drummer, they know him as speaker, they know him as family man. And I wanted, I'm just so grateful that you said yes to, to doing this interview of right in your backyard while you're doing work, right? <laughs> or not even just an interview, but just asking one, how you're feeling, two, if yeah. you share a story you shared with me and then anything that'd be helpful.
1: Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I mean, it no doubt has impacted uh, myself and my family greatly. I mean, even, you know, the kids don't understand the totality and the, the breadth of what's going on, you know. But Jenny and I uh, in our talks have really kind of talked about, um, you know, a lot of the events that are happening. You know, I've been posting online and rarely like it's not something that I normally do, you know, if people see me on social media and things like that. I'm usually, you know, spread love, spread positivity, you know, different things like that. We talk about gut health and different things like that, you know, and I just felt compelled to share my feelings. And, you know, my specific post was, you know, I'm a black man in America and I have two sons and that's a perpetual state of discomfort and unrest and it shouldn't be this way and and it really should not be you know but here we are and the fact of the matter is you know i'm, I'm grateful for this platform and being able to share my story um, or just you know a brief because i've got many but you know a, a brief uh peek into some of the things that i deal with um and the fact is that a lot of us have this story a lot of us have similar stories and so you know in sharing mine the hope is that people kind of get a glimpse at what people you see on a daily basis experience and go through um and the specific story that you and i talked about was uh back i was living at the time uh jenny and i were living on the northwest suburbs um, this was around the time that uh, Tony was being born. And so this is the Northbrook area uh, or Northbrook Hen- Hensdale area, excuse me of the Chicagoland area right off of a familiar street called or uh, Highway 294. I was coming out of Whole Foods Oddly enough, uh, I get into the car as I normally do I'm on my way Uh, down to um, our Home down in the we actually I had purchased a home down in the south suburbs And so I was on my way from work stopped at the store coming out There's a line of people at the stop sign now. This is you get out of the store. You make a right you're on the street and There's a line of cars at the stop sign all of a sudden a car pulls up a blue Hyundai Sonata I'll never forget it He pulls up behind me and he's laying on his horn. He's, you know, just all kind of hand waving in the back and things like that. Now, mind you, I am like car number four behind a line of cars at the stop sign. So everybody's negotiating their turn, some turning left, some turning right. And it's right near the expressway. I'm literally going to make this right hand turn, get on the expressway and then Mm -hmm out about my business and this guy just would not stop and i'm looking at him in the mirror and i'm like man what is what is he going through that is just you know and then all of a sudden i see him flashing middle fingers and all this other stuff now i'm a christian right i'm you know i'm a believer but in the moment the anger starts to well up in me and i'm like we're all at the stop sign we're all here just trying to negotiate a turn dude what is your problem and so i rolled down my window uh stick my hand out and give the universal gesture for you know <laughs> uh you, you know what i mean and i and then i think about it and i'm like man in that moment you know was that the right thing to do maybe i shouldn't have done that but then as his car passes me as i'm getting onto the on-ramp i can hear him saying F U U N word and all this other stuff. And I pause and I'm like, how did we get here? Like, I can understand being in a hurry. I can understand cars being in the way. And, you know, you deciding that, you know, for whatever reason, whatever you're, is happening in that moment, you're upset. But how did my skin color enter into the picture? You know, and that's one of many stories that can like, and and in that moment, I just like the the adrenaline is flowing, the the adrenaline is pumping. And, you know, did I escalate the situation by um, returning the gesture? Absolutely. I, I can certainly own that. But in the moment, I wasn't thinking about the color of his skin. I was thinking about this person who, is doing way too much behind me, um, yeah. And it's just one of it's just one of those stories. And I think that you know, in these times, in this moment, um, scripture is certainly comforting me. But one thing that's sticking out um, back when I was uh, in church, uh, my mentor, Pastor Nathan Schaefer, um, every first Sunday when we took uh, the Lord's Supper, we would recite uh, the church covenant. And uh, we were part of the national, Bap- or the Progressive National Baptist Convention, and we used to s- recite that. And one thing that stuck out to me was to be slow to take offense, but always ready for reconciliation. And what resonates with me right now in this moment, because the reality is, um, you know, we get the we get the people that say all lives matter. We get the people that say you know, it's not just black people who uh, are being killed by police officers. And this is very true. But I liken it to the community um, or specifically a block full of homes, right? You got houses on both sides of the street. One house catches fire. If the fire truck comes and he's pouring water on every house, starting at the end of the block, and the house that's on fire is in the middle. In that moment, do those houses need the water because all homes matter, or do we focus our attention on the house that's on fire? Uh, and you, uh, in your uh, Zoom, you know, you mentioned about the arm. You know, the arm is broken. You know, we don't say all bones matter. We're focusing on the the bone that's broken. And so I think that there is something that's systemically broken in America in regard to uh, Black people and people of color. And I don't diminish what is happening uh, in every community. I don't diminish what is happening to every other person, right? But I think that if we zoom out and we look at the bigger picture, there has to be some attention that's called. There has to be some uh, conversations that are had that says we need to point the, the hose on this particular community that's on fire. And that's just been my heart. That's been, you know, it's been a very emotional few days um, because, you know, all of these things come up, you know, from the first time that I was pulled over for no reason, Um, literally no reason. Like I'm driving through Highland Park. As you know, that's where Michael Jordan's home is, um, northern suburbs of Chicago. And, it's two in the morning. I'm coming from my parents' house, driving back to Waukegan and, you know, the cop stops me. I obeyed every traffic signal. I obeyed every stop sign. No tail light was out. No front light was out. The car had no visible scratches and there were, there was literally no reason for him to pull me over. He knew it and I knew it. There was no warning given. There was, literally no reason just uh you know hey how you doing where you folks going you know i got a kid in the back uh my ex-wife is in the car and that's it hey where you folks going okay have a have a good night so many stories like that it's just um it's been an emotional roller coaster but you know what um Through faith in God, I have to believe that something at the very least, if we are having the conversation, if we are talking about it and people are made aware, the change can start right there with the individual and begin to spread like wildfire. I mean, right now, you know, we have the pandemic happening. Of coronavirus, um, so people are already in the heat of that moment. But then to have different things like this tugging at the heartstrings—you um, know—the pandemic of racism has been around and passed down for how long? But I think that if we can inject Christ into the culture and into the into the mix. And not shy away from having conversations like this. I think that we can begin to move the needle.
0: Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for being you know brave and thank you. Will you pray? um, People or just share any thoughts as I guess we kind of wrap up this and keep 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 it open. Like this doesn't end. It's not like a one time thing. Like we're absolutely and I love this.
1: Absolutely, and I think that you know the more that we can have conversations, the more. We can continue. I mean, the reality is if we continue to say things like, you know, why are we still talking about this and why is this still something that people, you know, let it go and things like that. If your child comes to you and your child is hurting, you're not just going to tell them to let it go, but you're going to try to do what you can as a parent to heal them to help them to heal. And likewise, when your fellow man is expressing his hurt, it needs to be a dialogue. It, there, there needs to be a conversation. We need to do what we can to help them to heal. Um, and so I'll, I'll pray. Father, we thank you that you are God and we're not. Because we have so many things Uh, that would keep us from your perfection. So many things that would keep us uh, from being like you. But thanks be to God that through time, you sent a lamb called Jesus to die for our sins, to purchase our redemption. With that purchase, he purchased not only our redemption in terms of the sins that we commit, but also the sins of omission where we just don't know any better. Father, we pray that as we deal with um, these racial tensions, that Father, our hearts and our eyes would be open to you. And Father, that our mouths would be open to dialogue, to have conversation. Father, that we would be slow to speak, swift to hear. That Father, we would be slow to anger, that we would be slow to take offense, but, Father, that we would have open arms of reconciliation. That, Father, when we talk, and when I say we, I'm saying that when Black people talk, the people of other nationalities will listen. That, likewise, when people that are not of color talk, whether we're Black, white, brown, whatever color our skin is, Father, that when someone else of another nationality, that, Father, we would all listen, that we, we would all hurt, that we would all feel that, and that we would work towards reconciliation, that we would work towards healing for all people. We just thank you, Lord, and we ask these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you, Ronald. I love you so much.
1: Thank you, Jerome. Love you too. We'll
0: talk soon. There is so much junk going on in the world, but we have to recognize change always begins with us. That we want God to do his best work in us, not through us. There's a story of Jonah who, Jonah is an individual who's told to go on mission for Jesus. God sends him on mission and he doesn't want to go. He repents, he gets swallowed by a fish. He goes and then carries out the mission to the city called Nineveh. In Nineveh, the people of Nineveh, they worship a god, day god, which is a fish god. And god is so powerful that he sends jonah in a fish can you imagine the people seeing the context like oh my goodness a minister comes out of a fish they're gonna listen they worship a fish god he then shares the message that god sends them and jonah though you would think he would be rejoicing god gave him another opportunity He ran away from God's calling and then he repents and then God shows up in the city. People are turning from this false God. They're turning to the real God. And Jonah then though, after all this takes place, he's still mad. Why is he still mad? What is going on? What is the frustration, the confusion? It was he couldn't stand the people of Nineveh. And I think we relate with Jonah that in each one of us, is things we've learned that were either taught or caught, prejudices, biases, the way we've looked at people. We've got to strip those structures down, get to the core so that we can build from there. And there will be a lot of conversations that have to take place, but ultimately we have to get close. I want to read you how Jonah responded after this took place, he, he says it was, he was furious. Reading out of the message, chapter 4, he lost his temper, yelled at God. God, I knew it. When I came back home, I knew this was going to happen. That's why I ran off to Tarsus. I knew you were sh- sheer grace. I knew you were not easily angered. I knew, God, you were rich in love and ready to drop off a hat and turn your plans of punishment into a program of forgiveness. So he knew the character of God was so perfect and beautiful but yet he had this war inside of him. So God, if you won't kill them, kill me. I'm better off dead. He's like, I can't stand those people. I don't know why you showed him mercy. And there's no real happy ending for Jonah's book. I, it shows you a contrast of man's approach to deal with people versus God's approach to deal with people. God's approach always gets close. When Jesus is close to the woman at the well, he goes on to teach his disciples. He says, hey, look up. The harvest is everywhere. There's people everywhere that are hurting. Why don't you get close to them and pray for laborers? Pray that there will be people that go. So friend, what do we do? What do we do? The first thing we do is we acknowledge that there's a gap. But how do we close the gap? We seek awareness. We acknowledge. We're accountable to the Jonas in each each one of us. And then we take action with a five-letter word. C-L-O-S-E. Jesus is close. And let's be like Jesus and get close. And it's important we're going to have to discern between the media because Satan has an agenda right now, for sure. He wants fear and chaos. and There's propaganda going on without a doubt. I read an article this week that what was being shared um, through some of the social media outlets and the algorithms that there was ads that were approved to that carried a message of death to America but there were ads that were denied that said, get back to work. There's inconsistencies all the time in agendas where there's money, there's fear and there's staged events that happen. But that doesn't mean we get calloused and don't think that the problems are real. No, the problems are real, but we're trying to be aware from every angle. So we do have to beware Satan is, I mean, he is prowling, but in every, bad news that's shared, I'm telling you, there's, there's a God at work that's getting close. I thought it would be fitting to share some good things that I've seen that have been taking place. Some good things that have been taking place, one of which I saw Chattanooga police chief tells officers that if they're okay with George Floyd's death, to turn in their badges There was an officer that was separated from other officers at a a protest in a particular city, and he was all alone. And what surrounded him and barricaded him was a bunch of black men standing side by side, arms knit, protecting him. Right there, getting close. This week, I got a phone call from a kid who drove by a drive-by shooting in Indiana. And he was one of the first people to the scene everyone's watching this person who got hit by five bullets on the ground. They don't even know everyone's just staring there in shock. kid gets out of his truck he's working and he runs to him and he just starts trying to cover the bullet holes and administering CPR and then the ambulance comes and he was later contacted the person's in critical condition and His efforts may have saved that person's life. I thought, oh, that's awesome. He got close. So friend, it's not always either or. It can be both and. Yeah, there's a lot of bad going on in the world. We can get aware and and learn and grow and be uncomfortable, all of that. Deal with our own issues, repent, confess, deal with our anger, all of it, right? But also at the same time, we need hope. That God is still on the move. He still loves people. He's still forgiving. That there's hope for all of humanity. That though the last days will have much turmoil that the Antichrist will come with a message of just peace and prosperity, but that God's message is really one of peace and prosperity, of reconciliation to him and each other, because all people are made in the image of God, and we are ambassadors of heaven. We represent the highest authority, people that come with the badge of Jesus following yeah, we want to get close. Get us in. Let's go, right? We want to be close to people. Let's understand. Let's close the gap. Yeah. We've missed a lot that's been happening. Um or we've just missed a lot uh, to being together and doing ministry and being the solution on the move. Love runs to, not from. Loving the city one life at a time. Getting the truck going out there on the block. Helping people where they're forgotten about. That's what it's all about. And and, and with us doing online services and group, the church is still alive more than ever. But I thought it would be beautiful if we just took a couple minutes and reminded ourselves at City Life, what have we been doing? So check these clips out. I hope that encourages and starts to resurrect some life in our hearts. We can do for one what we wish we could do for all. But let's not assume we're always on the right side of history. Coming to the table and saying, I could be wrong, will be more helpful and get us further. I believe that. The disciples were wrong in how they saw Jesus' interaction with the woman at the well. They missed it. They missed it. So what would Jesus do? Jesus, he would get close. Because Jesus is close, he's near to the broken. That's what he does. He sets people free. That equality and opportunity is the agenda we have, as Jesus followers and all humans should have. Let's go from there. Because we have a common enemy, darkness, the devil, and we have a common goal, people being restored to God. And that only takes place through Jesus. Jesus lived the life we couldn't, died the death we should have to give us freedom. Let's follow suit as well. There's a clip from, um, George Floyd and he was known in the Christian rap community, helping some of the artists I follow and have been at events at and And, and it's been so beautiful to learn more of a story that someone's life is way more than a incident we see, and then it starts to give texture to, to, to why we would want change, why pe- there would be such outcry, and, and his life represents way too many. So let's be the change we want to see. And he's reminding us of that. Check this clip out.
1: I want to speak to y'all real quick. I just want to say, man, that I got my shortcomings and my flaws. I ain't better than nobody else. But, uh, man, the shootings that's going on, man, I don't care. Who are you from, man? Where you at, man? I love you and God love you, man. Put them guns down, man. That ain't what it is, you know. God bless, man, and y'all hold y'all head, man. You got parents out here sending plates, place, man, trying to bury their kids, man. Think about it, man. Love y'all.
0: It's beautiful. I think... We overcomplicate it when we think we need a textbook. It's more simple than we believe. I I trust that the Holy Spirit can do work and use each one of us. As we leave our time today, I hope we're inspired to, to get close, gain awareness that will lead to action. Action that carries a message of reconciliation. Be reconciled to God and be reconciled to people. There is so many emotions right now that so many different people feel that watch this. And and we, we want resolution. but sometimes resolve won't come in a moment. We have to be committed for the long haul. Forgiveness is instant, but sanctification is a lifetime process. Forgiveness is here today, right now, for anyone that says, Jesus, I want you, I wanna be forgiven, you'll be made brand new. Reconciled with God today. Otherwise your sin still has you condemned. You are apart from God, but God doesn't want you condemned. That's why he sent Jesus to pay the punishment that me and you deserve. We're all guilty, but you can be forgiven right here, right now. You just say, Jesus, take my life, forgive me. That's instant new creation. Wow, angels, heaven, throw a party for you. But that doesn't eliminate all the pain of today. Jesus is close to walk through and with us with the pain. He's present. He's Emmanuel, God with us. And so here's how that plays out Sanctification, being like Him, is a lifetime process. We want to be like Him. So right now, I want to pray for every one of us that are carrying too much, every one of us that are carrying something that's not like God. Just, just right now, bring it out. God. I pray that right now anger is met with love. I pray right now that ignorance is met with understanding. I pray right now that people that are so tired, there would be new life. I pray where there's no hope, there would be a vision of a mission that we could still be the hands and feet of heaven for all races and all faces and all ages that they belong. God, I pray where there's worry, there would be trust in you. We pray for wisdom, for leaders and officials in our nation people in authority and power on, on how change could take place. We pray that we would be active on the local level, doing our part for the one today. Holy Spirit, show each one of us how you're close to us and how we can get close to our neighbors, close to each other. Jesus is doing some great work in this moment. We love you. Keep going. You're doing a good thing. Don't stop. You can't come down now. You've come too far. you're part of the solution, not the pollution. You're watching this because you're one of God's trusted ambassadors. So let's go. We'll be here next week. See online, all races, all faces, and all ages. You belong here. We will keep loving this city and the world, one life at a time. And we won't stop until he makes all things new.
1: Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com.
0: You belong here.